Welcome to another information-packed edition of Newsmax Daily for Monday, March 13th, 2023, which has me thinking, why isn't any 13th day of the month a bad day or unlucky? Why do we only make a big deal about Friday the 13th? Speaking of bad luck, today is National Open an Umbrella Indoors Day, widely believed to bring bad luck to those that would dare do such a thing. National Open an Umbrella Indoors Day, as ridiculous as it is, was introduced in 2003 to defy the bad luck superstition, so you may want to give it a try if you dare. Today is also National Napping Day, which I think a lot of people watching the Oscars were probably doing last night. Did you see the Oscars? (laughs) Of course you didn't. But one highlight people are talking about today was a fantastic performance by Lenny Kravitz on Calling All Angels to honor those that were lost in the film industry last year. Lenny Kravitz, the performance was introduced by John Travolta who paid tribute to his late Grease co-star and good friend Olivia Newton-John. Coming up, we are going to talk about Ron DeSantis going to Iowa. I don't know what SOB is going to succeed me in this office, but I can tell you this. They ain't going to have much to do. I'm getting all the meat off the bone. I'm not leaving any low-hanging fruit, and we're going to get it done. Wow. Ronnie D. dropping an SOB in Iowa. Not sure how the Iowans will take to that. But first of all, he's in Iowa. Second of all, talking about who may succeed him. So sounds to me like he's getting ready to make an announcement. Trump will be in Iowa today. We are also going to hear more about Biden's budget proposal, which he spoke about in Philadelphia. Building a budget requires some really hard decisions. But all over America, families are sitting around their kitchen tables making decisions that are equally consequential. That's who my budget is for. All topics that dominated the news over the weekend, but the big story comes from the business headlines after the SVB collapse back on Friday. At Silicon Valley Bank, who went from being ranked as one of the nation's top banks on March 6th by Forbes magazine to the second largest bank failure in history on March 10th, four days later. And despite Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen saying there would be no bailout, guess what? A statement from the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, and the FDIC late Sunday said all Silicon Valley bank deposits, both those insured by the FDIC and uninsured, will be paid in full beginning Monday, today. The Fed also announced additional funds will be made available to help customers of other banks, like Signature Bank in New York, which was also closed on Sunday. So what is it all going to mean for the financial industry? Well, here's media strategist and former CNBC reporter Dennis Neal on Wake Up America Weekend Edition. So let's talk about the similarities between this and 2008. You made some uh, some comments to me in the break that were really insightful based on who was in charge. Well, at 2008, you know, the Bush administration is just finishing up. And Hank Paulson, the just res- uh, recent CEO of Goldman Sachs, one of the most powerful, smartest banks in the world, he's Treasury Secretary. And so he's running things. And the Obama people come in and they say, hey, man, keep going. And that helped the system a lot because of his expertise. Now Janet Yellen... 
The <laughs> Treasury Secretary is an academic, is a Fed head, is knows, I think, very little about business and, and business sentiment. And she spends way too much time applying the Biden line on diversity and inclusion and, and ESG and going over to Ukraine to say, hey, we're going to give you money. We've given reportedly $100 billion to Ukraine. This would take basically a $2 billion gap that the bank lost so that, you know, we'll cover it up and then everything will be fine. If the, if the government would come in on Monday morning or Sunday night and say, we hereby guarantee that all the people who put cash into this very big bank all these people are going to be fine. This will end the crisis and the fear instantly. These people did not put money into CDOs, synthetics, wild Bitcoin. They put money into a bank that was what, the 16th largest. And the bank lost only less than $2 billion in a trade on bonds. Bond trade. And that's only 1% of the bank's total assets. That's not what hurt it. What hurt it is the fear and people fanning the fear. And then they pulled out, I think it was $42 billion, 20% of their total assets in a single day. I'm not sure J.P. Morgan Chase could survive a, th a move like that. And that's exactly what happened. Sunday night, the feds came in to save everyone's money. Roku, Etsy, and BlockFi, some of the companies with ties to the bank, and reportedly Oprah Winfrey. And wouldn't you know it, last week the bank paid bonuses right before they attempted to screw everyone out of their money. So we're learning a lot more about this today. As for President Biden's fiscal 2024 budget plan, which includes higher taxes and new social programs, economist and former naval intelligence officer John Jordan with Stanford University's Hoover Institute joined Saturday Agenda with Kelmany Ducart to break it down. John, Senator Tim Scott gave a stark response to President Biden's budget plan. Listen to this. We've seen the most radical approach to a problem that was in our rearview mirror being used as a Trojan horse to bring in a level of socialism and spending that our nation has not seen in my lifetime. I want to get your reaction again to the accusations that the Biden administration is continuing with its inflationary spending and using the Fed to clean up its mess in that department. Well, first of all, yeah, what you have is the, the, the federal government here trying to spend ever more money. And that is obviously inflationary because that money has to be has to be printed and has to be borrowed. And that's raising interest rates as well as inflation. At the same time, you have the Fed, the Federal Reserve, that is trying to fight this by raising uh, interest rates and contract the money supply. So they're fighting each other. And the big loser is the dollar and the American public, while the, the Biden administration continues to its record expansion of the federal government. But something has to give here. And that's what we saw yesterday with Silicon Valley Bank. All of these things are linked. Silicon Valley Bank fa failed, and other banks may fail, by the way. This may not be over because of the steep rise in interest rates driven by um, COVID spending, continued deficit spending by the administration and by the Fed in an effort to reduce inflation created by federal government spending. So this is a vicious cycle and a very dangerous time.
a very dangerous time, and the big loser, he said, is the U.S. dollar and the American public, of course. You heard Republican South Carolina Senator Tim Scott in that clip. Many Republicans have already said Biden's budget is basically dead on arrival. Heck, even some Democrats aren't supporting it. So add a long budget battle to the list of Capitol Hill gridlock. And as for the debacle at the U.S. border, Republicans, led by South Carolina's other Senator Lindsey Graham, are pushing to declare Mexican drug cartels terrorist groups. Former Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf spoke with America right now over the weekend. Mr. Secretary, thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. In his new book, uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo acknowledges the work that you did on the diplomatic front with several countries to help stop illegal immigration during the Trump administration. But now, sir, two years into the Biden administration, we've had millions of people cross the border, a, a breakdown, total breakdown of the system. Is it time to take a tougher approach in fighting the cartels, perhaps even using military assets? Uh, without a doubt, it is. And I think what you see here is uh, you, this administration has a different relationship with the governor of Mexico and, and specifically the president, uh, Lopez Obrador. Uh, the Trump administration was very transactional with them. We used leverage to get them to do things that we wanted them to do. That's why they deployed their National Guard to their southern border and portions of their northern border. We got them to do things they didn't want to do in the end. Um, because you're you're tough with them, um, and we don't see that from the Biden administration. We don't see the government of Mexico doing their part on mm -hmm. the illegal immigration, on cartels, on anything. And so you've got to push the government of Mexico to go, go in a direction that they maybe are uncomfortable with. And yeah. a lot of this happens diplomatically, uh, out of the out of the news media and out of the spotlight. But we don't see that happening now because we know it's not happening because there's no results. Yeah, and actually, the, the president, the, the president of Mexico, uh, uh, Lopez Obrador, yesterday actually threatened the United States, uh, saying uh, that he would uh, he would initiate some sort of a propaganda campaign against Republicans uh, in the during the 2024 election if uh, if they took any kind of action. Do you think that that's the cartels uh, speaking, telling him to uh, uh, to push back against this effort? I do. I think if you remember his campaign as he was campaigning for uh, president and then, of course, when he came in, his campaign is more hugs, not guns, to solve this situation and a number of security situations inside uh, Mexico, which we see has been really an abject failure on many fronts. Mm -hmm. So uh, his approach is not the right approach. And I think if you want to be successful, you're, the Biden administration needs to lead him down a path to certain solutions and and negotiate and figure out what it is he needs to do certain things on his side of the on the border to be successful. But without a doubt, you've got to get serious with the cartels. I think all options should be on the table mm -hmm. uh, from yeah. the foreign terrorist designation to the military use of force and other measures. Chad Wolf, former acting U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security. And be sure to check out America right now with Tom Basile Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock Eastern. As I mentioned, Donald Trump will make an official campaign stop in Iowa today, three days after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis went to Iowa. There would be no reason for DeSantis to go to Iowa if he were not planning to announce that he's going to run for president.
And the one thing I could say, if you talk to Floridians, uh, there's no drama in our administration. There's no palace intrigue. They basically just sit back and say, okay, what's the governor going to do next? And we roll out and we execute and we do, do things and we get things done. I'm predicting no drama will be a catchphrase in the governor's campaign because I personally have heard from a lot of former Trump supporters and voters that say DeSantis is pretty much like Trump without all the drama. Meanwhile, a recent poll in Iowa shows Trump is still the candidate to beat when it comes to the crucial early voting state. 44% of Iowans have a very favorable view of Trump, that according to a Mediacom Iowa poll and the Iowa Register poll as well. 42% of the pollsters have a very favorable view of Ron DeSantis, so a narrow margin, but Trump still leading. Donald Trump will be in Iowa after turning down an invitation to testify at a New York grand jury in the Stormy Daniels case. However, former Trump attorney and vice president of the Trump organization, former vice president of the Trump organization, Michael Cohen, now a convicted felon, will be testifying. Wake Up America Weekend Edition spoke about it with former New York prosecutor and constitutional law attorney, Amir Benno. Amir. Let's get right to this. This, to me, I'm, I, I'm not a law guy. I don't have a legal degree or anything. But it sounds like a misdemeanor trying to be combined and trumped up to make it a felony over something that I don't even think is illegal coming from the same people who have supported the World Economic Forum leadership who flew in escort services to their Davos conference. Yeah, well, good morning to both of you. Uh, it, it is. I mean, essentially, it's falsifying business records, which in New York is a misdemeanor. Um, and they're going to have a lot of problems with it because, first of all, there's a there's a statute of limitations issue. This happened back in 2016. That's seven years ago, way past the time period within which they can bring such charges. Second, in order to bump it up to a felony, I have to show that this falsification of business records was done to conceal another crime. And as you correctly pointed out, Carl, it's not a crime to pay hushed money to somebody. So it's unclear what Alvin Bragg is going to predicate any sort of felony on. And even if it were a felony, it would be the lowest level felony. And if we're looking at a sentence for this, there's no jail time, if anything. Um, so, you know, maybe there's more to it than just falsifying business records and we'll know once the indictment comes out. Uh, but but it's, it's a very weak case, not least of which because the entire case is going to depend on the testimony of Michael Cohen, uh, who is, as we all know, a convicted felon and liar. A convicted felon and liar trying to save his own ass who the left has taken as the holy grail against Trump. I'm sure this will continue to drag on for some time since Trump is now a presidential contender again. Meanwhile, President Biden today going to San Diego for bilateral meetings with the prime ministers of the UK and Australia. If you are not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems and platforms like Amazon, Pluto, Roku and others. If you have AT&T or another provider that doesn't carry Newsmax TV, give them a call and demand Newsmax TV. And be sure to get the Newsmax TV app. It's free, easy to download in the App Store or Google Play. Again, it's free. And then you can watch your favorite shows like Wake Up America, The Chris Salcedo Show, The Balance with Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Spicer and Company, and more anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you again for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. 
News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. 